Welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. I'm your host, Sari, and today I'm joined by Julian and Jake, owners of Bay Boy Sandwiches. Nominated by multiple magazines for Best Sandwich, Bay Boy stands out because of their Dutch Crunch Bread. Here is Julian and Jake to talk about what Dutch Crunch Bread is and what it's like being in business with your childhood friend. Casey's Confidential. Casey's Confidential. I'm just excited to have you guys on. I I love your sandwiches. I love that you're serving it on this bread that I want to get into in a bit. Not many people know about. It's always fun to get to talk to people who are not from Kansas City and then get to bring sort of their own flair to Kansas City in terms of food. Julian, you are from the Bay Area. What initially brought you to Kansas City? Came to Kansas City when I was just a kid. My mom used to work for Sprint and she got up, I guess she was up for promotion. So they transferred her or moved her to Kansas City. Her initial plan was only stay one year, actually. I learned this like recently, but to end up staying and we've been here ever since well i've been here ever since the rest of my family moved back to california eventually but i am here to stay at this point i guess (laughs) how did you and jake meet how did your friendship start my family is catholic so is jake's family so we met at a catholic grade school it's called saint joseph it was in shawnee kansas and we met yeah first grade and friends ever since and we Years. were both just like, uh, what do you call it? Quiet, weird kids. And so us and the third quiet, weird kid that didn't fit in, we all, we just got like lumped together for everything. And <laughs> well, I mean, that's the <laughs> long, the short version. Like, like, hey, quiet, weird kids, you hang out together. Maybe you'll find something in common. Well, and obviously food is something you guys have in common as friends you started this business so what got you thinking you wanted to be in the restaurant industry uh for me uh it started as uh i guess through my parents in a way my dad would uh turn me on to these different movies like big night actually that was the first movie kind of about food because originally i wanted to go into film so he would show me different movies he'd be like here watch this you might like this here watch this you might like this so Big Night, Stanley Tucci movie, that was the first movie I was like, oh man, cooking seems so cool. So like right after the movie ended, I remember going to the kitchen and like cooking my first like egg or something. Ever since then, I was like, oh, I might actually dig this. And then it turned into uh, my dad worked for like a vendor, like a food vendor, and he had access to Restaurant Depot and he was like bringing stuff back from Restaurant Depot. He's like, hey, I, we can now make our own pizzas. And of course, they're like frozen crusts and pre-made sauces, and it wasn't that great. I'm like, ah, this needs to be better. So started making my own dough, would make homemade pizzas for the friends and family. And then eventually, uh, while I was still in college, and I got a job at a neighborhood pizzeria that's around the corner from Bayboy. And then when did you transition to deciding that you wanted to open a sandwich shop? In 2010, I went to take some film classes back in the Bay Area. So I kind of got like reintroduced to the city as like an adult. Well, I was like 21, so barely an adult. I would go to the sandwich shop every week. My god sister would take me and 
I was like, man, I've never had anything like this. I had like Dutch crunch bread. They had all sorts of different types of bread, but Dutch crunch was the one that stood out. And they made like garlic sauce and they had like all different, different types of deli meat. It was insane. And I would, I fell in love with that. Flash forward like three years while I was working at the pizza shop, I was like jonesing for that type of sandwich. So I was like, we need to try to like recreate it to see, I think other people would like it too. And we tried it for like two or three months at the pizza shop. He kind of gave up on it. And then like a year later, people kept asking, whatever happened to those sandwiches? I was like, oh man, I should try this as a pop-up. And me and Jake were living together. We're like, dude, let's give this a whirl. And we started it. It was just a pop-up one day a week. We also saw that that movie, the, yeah, we saw Chef. And we were both like, man, we should do Food Truck after that. So we were jonesing for it. And then some other buddies of ours tried to get who into a concept, like a pizzeria concept with like a bar attached and all that. And that like fell through. And then one day we were talking about desperation and needing needing to find some sort of a side hustle because, you know, we're millennials. We're 29 at that point, 28, you know, we got to like get some shit done. He was like, let's do a pizzeria. And I was like, I want to do a pizzeria. There's... There's a lot of competition in pizzeria, you know, and we we're in with Johnny Joe's. Good pizza at that point wasn't hard for us to find. And we went looking for sandwiches because who, you know, was like, you know, those sandwiches are really, really good. And we went looking for sandwiches and looking for sandwiches and couldn't hardly find sandwiches. I've been making food for a long time just for all of our friends. Like, so throughout high school, as soon as all of us could drive, we were all hanging out at Who's House and making each other food and so that's sort of where we both started making food for people but yeah the the sandwich shop really it, it was very organic when it started and then once we had that first bay boy sandwich and we had the garlic sauce right and we had the pepper sauce right and we had the meat ratio to the veggies right i remember thinking you know people will buy that people like if you can price it right people will buy it so yeah and to me i was like oh that tastes like home i was like oh that's it still to this day if ever if i ever have a baby boy i'm just like "Mm, that's it right there can you explain exactly what the dutch crunch bread is dutch crunch is a very popular sandwich bread in the bay area but it technically originates from the netherlands uh they call it tiger brood which is just tiger bread because of the texture of the bread uh, but Dutch crunch is just a white bread, but during proofing, it, you top it with like a rice flour batter and you layer it on thick, but because of there's no gluten in the rice flour, uh, but still gluten in like the bread part, the dough, it like breaks and cracks as the, as the bread breaks, uh, ba- bakes, which gives it that unique texture. The bread is crunchy on the outside, but still like soft and chewy on the inside and I think it makes one of the more unique sandwich breads around. So I fell in love with it a long time ago. First time I had it, got your take on a Reuben, which Reuben is like my favorite sandwich. When I find a good Reuben, like I am all in. And a bad Reuben is a (laughs) bad Reuben. And when I tried your guys' version of it, I picked up my sandwich and I was looking at the bread and I was like, this is so interesting. Like the second you see the bread, you're like, okay, I get the name Dutch crunch because you can see the texture of the bread. You can feel it. And the second I took a bite into that sandwich, I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this is the first time I've had this before. I think I went back like three times in the first week. 
(laughs) (laughs) And I got the Reuben like sandwich each time. It was like, damn. (laughs) That's thank you a lot. That means a lot because, uh, People who are particular about Rubens, well, most people who eat Rubens are particular about Rubens. To get the seal of approval from somebody who is picky about the Ruben is just aces. That makes me very happy. As I mentioned, the first time that I discovered Bayboy sandwiches was during the pandemic. So what adjustments did you have to make when the pandemic started? Oh, a whole bunch. <laughs> bunch of stupid adjustments that we later fell in love with at first yeah we didn't know what was going to happen for restaurants and we thought we were going to have to close maybe or something yeah um the way it was breaking it seemed like for a minute yeah um i know a handful of crew quarantined pretty much after the shutdown um and then we just switched from i think we shut down dinner hours Mm. and then we switched strictly to just like curbside and carry out Mm. and just ran with that Oh, pay over the phone. Pay over the phone. Uh, instead of paying, you know, touching anything. So, yeah, we just Sanitized. kept our head down and kept working. We got sick. We would shut the whole shop down for, what, two days, three days, bleach everything top to bottom. I think we had to do that twice. We never had a lot of seating inside because we had like a little 10 by 10 space. We had two standing tables with room for three people to crowd around each. And we had like a like a bench table for like eight people to sit on it was tight it was very tight we got rid of all that stuff and we turned that into like our little expo staging area we could do four times as much throughput during peak business it was amazing you know people are loyal to a business especially during the pandemic when you struggle to find parking to pick up your sandwich (laughs) which well obviously we're still supporting you guys and loving your sandwiches and your food and what you were putting out there that, you know, people made an effort to make sure that they were still supporting you. But I remember the first time I went, I was like, I remember driving around and I was like, well, I'm sure, you know, this person's in their car, maybe they're about to leave. And I was like, oh no, they are like waiting for their food. Like this is essentially the line of people waiting for their food. Yep. Um, I, I still, I feel like there was a better way that we could have handled that. Like maybe there's some sort of a, a program and like like a text when stuff is ready to queue people up that might have made it better. I don't know. I'm just I'm really thankful that all of our fans, all of our customers decided to stick it out with us and our kludge of a solution and our staff art dude. Everybody that works for us is amazing because like everyone busted their asses to like all the front of house people are like running up and down the block, right? Delivering sandwiches to people in cars. And it was really amazing to watch everybody just put up with it. Yeah, it just turned into the new normal. But yeah, like just the hustle and bustle of what we had to do just to get sandwiches to people. Oh, and supply chain. Of, yeah, I mean, it was, it was so bad. Like our organization, like just going into 2020 we had just like gotten most of our stuff to start coming from uh vendors instead of like us going and picking it up at like grocery stores or like wherever because we wouldn't buy enough for them to deliver stuff originally we'd have to go down to a distributor and like they would just load some into our car and we'd leave uh and so going into 2020 we had just like gotten over those hums 
it seemed like every other order it was like nope we can't get this we can't get that you're gonna have to figure it out our salami so volpe salami for the bay boy sandwich right it's this delicious salami it stopped showing up there sometime in late 2020 and it has been just gone since then nobody can get it and nobody like knows what happened to it and this i don't know it's just weird the whole thing is weird we powered through i mean we just improvised adapted overcame as they say the crew like they just wanted they wanted to help out and be creative and try to find creative solutions on how to navigate this this new way of life can't be more grateful to them for sticking it out with us and we ended up getting way busier because uh, that push for everyone to eat local and support local. Everyone was in the neighborhood walking around now instead of like, you know, during the day, people on the working on the plaza, the people were just at home in the neighborhood. And so they were like glad to see that we were open. So, of course, yeah, they came out and supported us and the neighborhood's been great to us and blessed is what, all I can really say. What are both of your go-to orders when you are at Bay Boy? Mine is pretty simple. It's just usually the Bay Boy with habanero cheese. I like it as spicy. Uh, sometimes I'll get it on the everything Dutch crunch bread, like the everything seasoned, uh, like bagel seasoning Dutch crunch bread. So if I'm feeling beefy, right, I get a <laughs> bandit uh, and I add mushrooms and candied jalapenos and sometimes bacon. Uh, and then I'll usually add a, a slice of habanero cheddar to that as well. That's that's a really solid one. Or uh, if I'm in a porky mood, you get an El Jefe and you add kimchi to it and onion to it. And that a rogue state is just delightful. And then I've been doing a chicken bacon ranch, but you sub out the, the chicken with salmon, Ned candied jalapenos. And that one really scratches some itches. When you are both not... At Bay Boy working, what does life in Kansas City look like for you? Well, I guess within the last year, <laughs> it's been, been all about uh, the babies. Because, uh, yeah, he like he said, he has uh, 14 months, 13 months. I think wife. 14. He was born in January, so that'd be 14 months. Yeah, that's January 11th. That's 14 months. Yeah, and then... Uh, uh, Benicio is almost 10 months. So yeah, that's pretty much our, our focus since for the last 10 to 14 months. Other than that, uh, I like to disc golf, uh, play some sand volleyball. Oh, if we could get some sand volleyball going this year, that would, that would really make this year a um, choice. Our friendships, uh, based off playing a lot of video games together. So we do that a lot. Yeah. We try to venture out if we're lucky, lucky enough to go try new places, but I went to Blue Highway. I uh, went there for a date night. That was real good. I was I was real pleased with that. And it's quality food and you pay for it. And... Blue Highway is good. I have been there for brunch, happy hour, and dinner in all three times. I have been pleased with what I've ordered. So Yeah? Recommend their brunch? I do. Okay. I do. Are there any other go-to places for you guys when you have the chance to go on date night or get out? For me, date night, I like to try to go somewhere new if I can. If I'm like my go-to, so I'm down in Grandview, right? So my go-to is I will order Thai place too much. I've spent too much, far too much of Bayboy's money has gone directly into Thai place for Bayboy not to have invested in Thai place at this point. 
<laughs> or not Thai, uh, Thai house. And then new places wherever we can. And uh, Tacos del Oros. Tacos dos Oros. Right down the street from me. I had no idea. I, I had lived here for like two years. And I was talking to somebody. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's my favorite tacos on the south side. It's like three seconds away from your house. And I like drove straight there from work. And I tried it. And I was like, god damn it. They were right. Nice. What about you, Hill? What's your guys' go-to date night move usually it's lucky walk on 87th street mm-hmm. Cass likes chinese food there that's comfortable uh, i like that el, uh, el cugrecito and Miriam pupusas of course that's <sighs> that's probably a regular for me honestly i love pupusas i grew up on that stuff um, they're a curtido that's the one with the real good curtido right yeah i love that uh, the one place that sticks out that i've Went to, or tried twice, I've only been there once, Buck Tui in like 75th Street. That place is phenomenal. Uh, Jake, I still think you need to try that place. I'm in. I'm uh, still yeah, in. It's so good. Over here, so Haley's Kitchen in Lenexa Public Market, her food is amazing. Yeah, we've we've popped up there a few times. But I usually get her food every time we pop up there. Yep. Um, some other favorites that I've don't get to go that often but i love the vibe when i've been there of course our friend carlos's place pollo uh kinship cafe we were there in kck coffee shop cafe corazon in our neighborhood west plaza our friend works at a brewery called transport brewery here in downtown shawnee and we tend to go there a lot did you just plug every single place that we've been to oh and chingu yeah i was gonna bring that up later first oh okay my bad future future uh i haven't had the actual restaurant though me neither i keep meaning but, to and uh that's a reservation yeah, yeah. and i can't make plans good so it's yeah. very good it's yeah really really good really cool vibe i really like what they've done with that space in for the element 10 neon sign right over the bars awesome um really helps give it give it a cool vibe and yeah jake if you have not been to buck Tui, it is so good uh everything that ted has done with that menu is awesome and i love that ted has his restaurant and his wife pam has waldo tie and they're just this like foodie restaurant power couple yeah yeah, yeah. okay i'm into it uh yeah i hadn't heard about it until literally right now uh, sari <laughs> so now that you've told me about it i'll be sure to check it out that sounds uh, okay sounds jokester wonderful. over here the joker I love just watching you guys go back and forth because I imagine for some people working with their best friend would be really hard when you spend that much time with one person, you have a personal relationship and then you have to be professional as well. But it seems like you guys have a really good back and forth and through starting this business and being roommates at the time and everything. It seems like you guys just have a really good yin and yang with each other being both so close professionally and personally well so the trick is is i actually have i was born without the ability to work and it's really been a huge detriment to my my path over the years but the nice thing is is it means i can work with people and have it not affect our relationships because i'm i'm you know just hanging out with them I know when this airs that listeners will not be able to see, but Julian was just 
shaking his head the entire time during that whole thing, which was hilarious. Yeah, because I already know what type of answer he's going to give. Gosh, dang it, Jake. What? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not without its challenges, but no, it's been fun. I would say probably literally anybody we consulted with on it would probably say we developed too much of a rapport with our staff. But I like it. I think it's nice. I think it keeps things sort of uh, frosty. Whatever you guys have been doing, obviously, is working. Because as you said, people have really just loved your sandwiches. And it's, you know, for me, Bayboy is a really good example of kind of a if you know, you know within the city. Because people who are really loyal and come to to the shop often are always like, oh my gosh, I, I love this place. I have my order and this, that, and the other. Then you talk to someone who hasn't been and they're like, wait, I've never heard of this place. And it's very much like a really, it's you guys have been recognized as one of the best, having one of the best sandwiches in Kansas City. And through that, I think people learn, especially in sort of the foodie community, that not everyone is as well plugged in as others. For me, your restaurant's a prime example of, I always really enjoy obviously giving people food recommendations and trying to find places that people haven't been before. And so it's nice to have really great places that are serving like kick-ass, awesome quality food in that genre. And I'm always telling people about Bay Boys. I definitely think your restaurant kind of falls into the category of like hidden gems. If you know, you know, like the real foodies come and gather. I like that. That's, I mean, that's honestly sort of, I'm not going to say that's what we're going for because we definitely never made that like as a conscious choice, but like our whole thing, our whole product development process was about if we made a product that was like honest product and quality product, and we sold it at a price that was reasonable, reasonably priced for the amount of effort and the amount of product that you're getting uh that you don't need to advertise it and you don't need to do a lot of the other added cost stuff in order to like meet that supply and demand curve and now i think where we're at is we just haven't we haven't spent a lot of time telling people about the sandwiches or anything or like pushing them we've just been letting people try them and letting people tell their friends about them and so it's like a spider web of friends at this point, which is what gives it that sort of like appeal that like, if you know, you know, appeal, I think. From both of you, I would really love to hear if there was anything you could change about Kansas City, what would that be? No, my joke answer would be like mountains in an ocean. But I think I heard, I've listened to a few of the uh, episodes so far. And I liked the answer of an NBA team. I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. That would be so cool if Kansas City have an NBA team. My real answer would probably be like more because I know they have the streetcar or whatever, but like if they had like trains that go out to extended parts of the city to bring people downtown or whatever or to heart of the city, I think that would be pretty cool. I mean, maybe we'll get there eventually, but I know in the Bay Area they have like the BART train uh, that goes all over the place. So. I think that would be kind of cool here for people to like not always have to drive their car all the way down to the city and clog up all the streets. And I mean, the public transit thing, like Kansas City, especially like once you start driving from one corner of it to another for stuff, you realize just how big 
like in terms of footprint the city is man it sure would be nice if there wasn't so much footprint that was parking garage and street and gas stations mm. like if you look at it there's so much square footage that's just that stuff and it's like let's run some rail and just go to town no one thing kansas city needs that it doesn't have airships we need to invest heavily in more airships what yeah you, you made a face airships are cool <laughs> and you already took public transit airships and public transit there's yep. your answer sir Kansas City obviously is doing an expansion of the streetcar, which is awesome. And I know that's it's going further south than it is now, but I know just public transportation in general. I've talked to past guests about this that in other cities, public transit is the norm. It's what you do. In Kansas City, I think there's almost a stigma of public transportation is lower income people. It's for it's for the poor. Yeah, exactly. It's if you don't have a car, it's what you have to do. It's a last resort and i just don't think public transit should be that way in so many other cities it's convenient like that's what public transportation is it's convenient and i just think in kansas city we aren't there yet for it to be a convenience it's more of just a in the many transit should be like a shining gem of a city's thing like it should be like one of those things that like kansas city be like yeah but check out our public transit system any other city it rocks or our airships or our airships <laughs> doesn't get you there fast but there's a bar are there any upcoming new menu items or anything happening that you would want listeners of the podcast to know about our dining is open oh my jesus so you can Who? come on down and eat inside your hey, mother's going to hear this hey, hey. And we'll have a dining space where you can actually order sandwiches and sit down. There'll be a deck, a patio, and Chingu Coffee will be operating the front half of the space. And they'll have their coffee bar all set up. They'll be roasting in-house. I believe they'll have some pastries and stuff. Um, So that is open now. Next big thing, I know we have a pop-up May 6th at uh, Limitless Brewery. That's kind of the most more immediate thing. And then we're down at Plex Pod. It's 39th and Warwick uh, near Hyde Park. It's uh, between Broadway and Gillum. Menu items, that's all Jake. Yes. And boy, do we have a lot of menu items coming out this month of May. Well, uh, spring and summer, we'll have the BLAT back. The Ooh, bacon, we will have avocado the and tomato. We'll be back in action. We're still going to try to keep up with second and fourth, uh, especially sandwich Saturdays. So tell me more about this. You said second and fourth Saturday special sandwiches. Yeah. So on specialty sandwich Saturday, we or no, on the second and fourth Saturday of the month, we have specialty sandwich Saturday, where we just kind of create a whole fresh brand new sandwich for our customers to try kind of operates as a place to test sandwiches before we either add them to our menu or seasonal menu or whatever. And the plan there is to run the same sandwich those two Saturdays or two different sandwiches? Oh, yeah. I guess we were had a plan where we would try the same sandwich in one month, two Saturdays, just do it better the second time. It's fun that you guys are, are doing that and just incorporating something else in, into your business where – you're changing things up. You're getting feedback from your customers and finding new things to potentially add to the menu. No, yeah. that's 
what I really have liked about playing with the chat bot thing. We'll constantly find ourselves, we'll have too much of something. Like we'll discontinue a sandwich because two out of the three ingredients were out of, right? But then that third ingredient is like Granny Smith apples or something stupid. And so what we found is we can throw those ingredients all into the computer and it'll poop out a sandwich that if it doesn't taste like perfect, it's like a start and you can, you know, like tweak it. It's wild to me. What a time to be alive. I really appreciate you guys being here and you are so fun to talk to and just hearing more about Bayboy and what drives you. As I said, I just love what you guys are doing and uh, really hope that any listener of the podcast who has not tried Bayboy gets over there and tries it and, and hopefully falls yeah. in love with it as much as I did. At the very least, I hope they uh, express their opinion in a way that I get to hear all of the feedback. Every bit of feedback we get, we take into account and and we try to address it however it needs to be addressed. Yeah, good or bad, honestly. Yeah. Bayboykc.com, at Bayboykc, Twitter, Insta, at Bayboykc, Bayboykc, Bayboykc. You can find Bayboy's social media in the show notes. If you like this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. I would love to hear from you. You can follow me on Instagram at Casey by Sari. See you next week. Ooh, hey, Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Hey, Kansas City's best. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential.